Hey everyone, it's your girl Brittany here and welcome to another Brit Positive Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys are staying healthy and doing well and being positive out there. To keep up with us here, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And if you are listening to us on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon Music and more, then you can click that follow button to join the Brit Positive Fan Bam and download this podcast so you can listen to it on the go. All the links are down below so you can spread the positivity with us. Now, let's get into our topic, which is the continuation of Guardian of the Galaxy Volume 3 movie review with spoilers with my brother Andre and the awesome, amazing Andre. It's good to be back. Dre, 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 we watch Guardian of the Guardian. Guardi- wow, it's actually a mouthful when you try to say it. Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm trying to say it fast, maybe. But um, we watched it. And this is spoilers. So, if you guys, if you clicked on it, it's because you want to know what happened. And we're going to just touch on it. We're not going to actually tell you the whole movie, but we are going to say stuff that we saw and how we react to it. So, starting off, I will say the beginning of the movie made me feel cringy. It was like setting up the pace that this was going to be sad because the song he was singing was really depressing. It, it, it was more like a guy that just broke up <laughs> with, with with he was in a long term relationship but, and just broke yeah, up. Yeah, But it's not like that situation happened yesterday. That was years ago when he was a kid. It's it's to set the mood. Either he's way, heartbroken. That was like uncomfortable for me because I'm like, oh, instead of us getting like, hey, Hey, like our happy go lucky because they always start off happy with the Guardian movies. That's what I notice. Like even the volume two is like group dancing while they're shooting up like, you know, the big animal thingy looking alien thing. I don't know why I would call it an animal. It's not anything we have here on Earth. But Uh, (laughs) that alien thing, though, didn't make an appearance and it came kind of like monsters. Yeah, but I'm just saying the first two guard like the only any time guardians make an entrance. It's such good music. Even in Infinity War where they're like The, the music choices in general though were a lot more subdued and I think it was on purpose with the song that they picked at the end that literally made me tear up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we get to the end of the movie, you're always jumping from one extreme to the other. The beginning of the movie had a a song that was just kind of depressing to me, and I was like, ooh, this is going to be sad. It just set the tone. Like, Mm -hmm. it gave me Infinity War vibes, where, like, the beginning of the movie just shows Thanos destroying Thor, you know, Thor's area. It blew up Thor's ship. Yeah. And... Killed the people of Nazgar or Asgar, sorry. I said Nazgar. (laughs) It it killed half of um, people from Asgar. And so, like, that beginning of Infinity War, like, made me go, oh, this means a lot of serious messed up stuff is about to happen because they didn't start it where, you know, you walk into it. It's like we're running into trouble right away. That was Infinity War. So when I saw Guardians kind of do something with that where it's Rocket, they didn't even start exactly with Rocket's sad song. They actually started with Rocket just being a raccoon, a baby raccoon, and then the high evolutionary guy like just reached out, reached out to grab this baby raccoon, and I was like, "This is gonna kill me," <laughs> like, because it just looks so sad already. Mm-hmm. And so going forth now, you know they're at nowhere. This this place they own because they bought it, and you know everybody's chilling. You see Mantis being a hippie. It's like a town. Yeah. 
yeah, she she was like a hippie with her thing, her sage, remember? And they were playing the song, and then I think she was like, dance, Drax, and he's like, I don't dance. And, um, yeah, that's how they kind of go into it, and and Rocket walking past Quill, and Quill is, like, completely drunk, all that stuff. I was like, what is going on with my guys? Well, like, I know the whole Gamora thing was rough, but you guys seem okay in Thor. <laughs> Maybe if or you no, didn't the watch Christmas, the Christmas special. No, but the Christmas stuff, that was even better. It was like, okay, I thought Quill found peace at that point. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Maybe if we didn't have the Christmas special, <laughs> we could buy that he's kind of yeah. down in the dumps. Yeah, but I was like, but no, Christmas, he was completely happy. <laughs> I was like, no, Christmas, he was completely happy. Like, he had Kevin Bacon. Like, well, nothing's it, wrong. it was Christmas, though. <laughs> I know. Everyone has to be happy on Christmas. But yeah, we get to see... Um, Quill kind of be a little sad in the beginning as well. Everyone was just kind of going through it, except for Nebula. She was just kind of like, what do you guys want me to do about it? Because they're like, you should cheer him up. They had some inappropriate jokes, too, because they were just like, I am Groot. And then they're like, no, we can't do that, <laughs> We can't do that, Groot. Was that even in the theater for Yes, that? it was. Or, no, maybe you weren't. Maybe you went to get I had, popcorn. I, I stepped out for, like, a sec. <laughs> And when I came back, I'm like, what I missed? Yeah, yeah, he did miss a little bit, guys. Um, But yeah, that's what happened. And then Nebula carried his drunk body out of the bar. And are we, are we going to do like a bit play by play? Kind and of just kind of setting the scene here and just seeing that beginning of it all. And then that's when Adam Warlock shows up and we're like, okay, what's going on here? That part threw me off a bit. I, I'm honestly, I'm going to say I'm not a fan of the beginning of the movie. How it started. Like, legit, I think everybody forgot about Adam Warlock. Like, till this day. <laughs> they set it up in two, and we're like, he's gonna hatch, and he's gonna come after the Guardians. And we're like, oh yeah, I remember now. There's a lot going on in Endgame. I just thought he would fight everyone, but instead he was just trying to capture Rocket. And I was like, that's just weird. Like, why yeah, that, I, I was confused about that too. I'm like, why just Rocket? I think he would have. Oh wait, no! Rocket was the one that stole the batteries. You didn't steal the batteries. It wasn't. A, batteries. It wasn't even about the batteries. It was about that the high revolutionary guy. That that was just a retcon. No, the, he the re the, no the high <laughs> evolutionary guy. He wanted Rocket. His his brain. Remember? No, that that's what they, they said. Sent him for Rocket, Dre. That, no, that's what they said. But the truth is, though, is that Rocket it was not originally about the batteries. It was not because even the chick was working for the high evolutionary. As far as I'm concerned, oh my gosh. I was like, well, it's a red card, but whatever. Yeah, oh sure. Let's, go, let's, go, let's go with it. Oh, gosh. So, I was willing to go with it. That's all I say. Okay, Dre. But um, yeah, so when that whole beginning happened and then they had to go save Rocket's life, I was like, oh, this is going to be stressful because then you don't know if he's going to live or die. But then it shows the whole flashbacks that happened. And it was really just getting the people to understand his story, which was cool. How how it was done though, right? Where we're seeing his life flash back, and since he's literally like on his dead bed, it kind of makes sense too. Dead bed? You mean this death bed? <laughs> it, it, you, you know the saying though, like your 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 life flashes before your eyes. Yeah, he. Brain. We were seeing all his flashbacks. It, exactly. Yeah. Um. Another thing in the film, I would say, like, if someone were to say, "What's your favorite part of the film?" What would 
you say is your favorite for because I can speak for me. My my favorite. There's many favorites. I love the fight scene with like the camera work, the slow mo at the very. It's more towards the end where it had all the guardians do their like moves. Oh yeah, I dude. Love that. Can I just say, brilliant, 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 brilliant. They had their slow slow motion walk, which is what they're known for. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, get bring back the slow motion walk, and then on top of that, they start fighting. And it, all of them, you got to see all of them have their, like, time to shine on the camera. And it was just like, that is the Guardians of the Guardian, the, uh, the, the Guardians Guardian. of the Galaxy. That It, it was pretty good. It was so good. Because everyone got equal time. They got spotlight. But they were so distinct. Yes. And how they fight. Yes. Like, I was like, that's Quill. That's how he does his thing. Pew, pew. That's Groot. He does his I am Groot thing. You got Rocket, like, shooting up like he's a crazy maniac with his guns you got tracks just doing his wrestler moves on everybody and stabbing them and stabbing them with his drax knife you got gamora doing her what's her assassin kind of moves you got nebula like like, crazy oh yeah 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 and so those were my favorite and then andre you're gonna be annoyed with me but my favorite was when the ship was um quill was trying to blow up the ship with Adam Warlock in it. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Sorry. Let me just. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. So my favorite part, my third favorite part was Quill and Gamora, where the ship was, you know, Quill set it to blow up. And she was holding, like, some furry animal thing. And he, he like, pushed her out, including himself. And then the, they jump out the ship. And it crashes, and Adam Warlock's sitting up looking, like, confused. And she's like, what did you do to it? And Or what were you coding? And he's like, and then it just explodes. And he's just like, oh, so, like, destruction code or self-destruct or whatever. And he looks at her. <laughs> she looks at him. <laughs> and they smile. And it gave me life. I said, there is hope for these two. Even though this is the different Gamora, there is hope. Guys. All right. So team Gamora and Quill all day. So um, because this is a podcast, (laughs) you can't see how hard my eyes are rolling right now. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, she's I'll just give Brittany a few more minutes and uh, yeah, we can get back to the review. (laughs) But seriously, like that is that's literally it was a good moment. And then another one of my favorite moments is when it was the ending and she was and guys spoilers. So, I mean, you're only watching this either you want to know or you already seen it when he's just when she you know, they're saying goodbye to each other and she's just like. I think she was saying something and then he he was like, you know what? You're not that bad. That's what he said to her. He's like, you're not, you're all right for who you are. Because she's like, I'm still not. You're, you, you're, you're, Gamora. The, you're Gamora. And he's just like, yeah, but I like this one, you know, as in like for who she is. And then she smiled and then she was just walking and then she stopped and she's just like, I bet we were fun. And he was like, you would never believe or you cannot imagine. or whatever. It, was. it was. I'm pretty sure that's all he said. No, he didn't say it was. He was like. It was incredible. Something. It was. He said it in past tense. Though. Yeah. And um, she smiles and he smiles and she walks away going back to the Ravengers. And, you know, he's like telling Nebula, I think I need a meeting with the family. So, anywho, 
that was my favorite scene because I think she was like acknowledging that she's like, I could see why I like you. Because like that was her acknowledging the feels. If I seriously didn't like a guy, I wouldn't give him any hope. I would I would just be like, stop, like, don't even think it's not going to happen. But for me to be like, I bet we would be good together was kind of what she said. That is like telling me there's ever a possibility for them to get back together. It could happen. Now, do I need to see that in a movie? No, I'm going to write that in my own little fanfic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just going to believe that for myself. So if you want Britney to start showing her fanfic of Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy equaling Gamora. All it's going to have <laughs> is them going on 51st dates because you're going to see him trying to impress her and she's going to be like. Well, isn't that basically what we saw in the movie, though? No, he didn't try to impress her. He was trying to remind her and say, like, don't you remember? Which I thought was so stupid of him because I'm like, dude, she never lived it. She's not. It's not like she was in a coma and then, like, forgot. It's not like one of those. This is like a whole nother person. Well, Quill did mature in this movie, too. Because you remember that one scene, though, when um they were basically in the org... That one of the higher evolutionary spaces. <laughs> what the heck? I, I, I don't. It had a really weird name, and it was all organic and stuff. That spaceship thing. I don't know. I don't know what ship you're. What movie is this? No, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. When they were which, in the, which one? <laughs> when they had to go into space and go onto that that. Oh, with the dad ship. The yeah, dad ship where, where they met Mantis. No, I'm talking about three. <laughs> so you have this um base that the high evolutionary owns, and it's all like organicy and fleshy. It was like you mean the way the you where the people where people were half human, half well, they weren't even half human. They were just animals that. You know. No, no, I'm talking about the high evolutionary. Oh my god! Base. Oh, that thing! It wasn't organic though, but it it wasn't. It was fleshy. It was so yes. creepy. Yes. Okay. Well, you just should have said when they were in their space space suit. I did. No, you didn't. I to- we, we can rewind <laughs> the recording. I totally did. But okay, but when they were in that spaceship and they were like, we had to get the information from the high evolutionary so yeah. we could save Rocket. Yeah. So they got a secretary girl. They, and they're oh, like, yes, yes, that was a good scene too. And, and they were like, okay, we, I'm gonna give her the Star Lord charm. <laughs> and Gamora's just like, okay, I got a better idea. And just, she, and she just puts a gun to her head. And she's like, where's the, where's the information? <laughs> and I was just like, dude, chill. But then, and then you know, Quill. I love his acting. The guy Chris. He's just like, "What are you doing?" Gamora would never do this. She never wanted to harm anyone. And then at one point of the whole chaos and stuff, you hear Nebula like, "You guys thought I was mean." <laughs> and I was just she's like, always like that, and yet I'm the bad guy. <laughs> so I was like, "Jeez, was Gamora that bad?" Like this, she kind of was. Apparently. <laughs> And it's like we're getting to see that now. We're getting to see the mean Gamora. That being said, though, it was sweet, even though it was very low key, that Nebula was keeping up with Gamora, but didn't really say anything to anybody else. So I found that kind of sweet that she kept in touch with her sister. Hey, are you tired of real estate services that treat you like just another transaction? If so, listen up. 
Check out Christian and his team of top producing agents that are here to change that for you. In doing so, you can sign up for a free introduction call with Christian Skevonet. Whether you're a first-time buyer or a seasoned investor, Christian and his team are dedicated to guiding you every step of the way and to assure that you achieve your real estate goals. Don't settle for less when it comes to one of the biggest decisions of your life. Be sure to follow Christian on Instagram at closedbychristian or contact him directly at 647-862-5002. Don't miss this opportunity that will lead you to a great result. Because that's her own sister, man. And I mean, she low-key lost. I think that was her way of dealing with it because when they were like, Gamora's dead, she's like, she's not dead. Oh, not not only that, That's though. what she kept saying. But remember in two? Mm-hmm. Like, I know she said she she wanted a sister exactly so even now that this Gamora coming from her past is now stuck in the present in the MCU timeline of Guardian of the Galaxy and not her timeline of Guardian of the Galaxy Nebula is just trying to be cool with her and instead of them like hugging each other and stuff because that's what they used to do they grunt mm. Mm. <laughs> I think I'm gonna start doing that to you when I see you. Yeah, I'll just that's, be like, that's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> oh no. Um, another favorite scene of mine, even though my favorite scenes are probably not everybody's favorite scenes, was when Rocket went back to the animals. That that was one of my favorites, and too. he fought the high evolutionary guy. But but I thought he was gonna do it alone. And all of a sudden, I saw his guardian family show up. And I was like, oh, snap again. Like, they're going to do their thing. And each one of them punched the guy out because it's like they were like, that's for Rocket because that's our family. And um, and then you see Gamora just like rip his face off, too. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's nitty gritty. But um, that was pretty cool, too. I love that scene of just all of them showing up for Rocket and fighting because they were in the middle of like transporting all the little kids to nowhere. Mm-hmm. to where i really didn't think i thought it was just gonna be him alone rocket having to face this guy but his family showed up and they all helped it to, to save rocket because it, the high evolutionary though was using some weird powers so i didn't even know he had that power i don't know what it was either like gravity <laughs> what was that i don't know no it's kind of like you know like the guy from like um it's not it's you know telekinesis yeah Hey, maybe who knows but um he he was able to do that and rocket made some stuff that could like fight against it but you know i love when he's like no i'm rocket the raccoon i was like finally he knows he's a raccoon because <laughs> he was so animate like i'm not a raccoon but you you know what i really loved mm-hmm. like after it's just like no we have to save them all so he's not not they went out of their way to save all of like the intelligent life forms. Yeah. And then Rocket went to where he was basically just a baby. Yeah. Before he was transformed into what he is now. Mm-hmm. And he basically was able to save him like save his brethren. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a sense, his brethren, but more or less symbolically himself. You know what, though? I remember in the first movie and second movie, Rocket was just so angry and loud and just, boy, like, just so, so crazy a bit. And this movie, I loved him. He was just like, he's matured. That him becoming the new captain of the Guardians made sense. I was all for it. 
I even saluted him myself and was like, yeah, you're ready now. Because you want to know what made me go, he's ready to be captain? Because him and Quill would always go back and forth like, I'm the captain. No, I'm the captain. Was when he had a chance where Drax is like, kill him. Kill the guy. Which is the um, high evolutionary guy. And Rocket's like, no, I'm a guardian of the galaxy. And I was just like, you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) You're ready to take it on. So when Quill was like, hey, guys, I got to go back to Earth and deal with my family stuff over there. I was here for it, too, because I was just like, yeah, Quill, it's about time you go see your grandpa. We needed Quill to go back to Earth. We waited so many movies for him, too. He even was at Earth and he still didn't go. We it was needed that, and, and you know who pushed him the most to go back? Mantis, Mantis did, yeah, yeah. And even Quill was like, "Why are you bringing this up? I have a family, I have a sister, I'm fine." And then Drax is like, "Yeah, and I'm I'm his number one best friend." Well, well he, he would say he would say like, "We gotta save Rock and my best friend," and then Drax would just be like, second best friend." <laughs> and I'm like, "He so, did twice too." So many times I'm like I'm like Drax. Now is not the time. <laughs> <laughs> like you have Rocket dying and you're still like I outrank him still. <laughs> it wasn't as bad category. as the metaphor. Oh, that was so the metaphor bad. All oh, that it's like What did he say about Gamora being green and she's like a a, a tulip or something or something green, about- she's green like a lily pine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like that is a metaphor. No, and then he's like something I did in the toilet. That was a metaphor. <laughs> You see, even my butt can produce metaphors. <laughs> no, no, that was so, so bad. But the scene where they all another scene that was really good, too. I love the scene where they all went on a mission to the high evolutionary thing that the gooey gooey stuff you told you were talking about earlier. Egg, yeah, that was actually a good old scene. Like that whole sequence was good because they broke in. Then there's that guy that's like, oh, you want one of those guys? Like, idiots? Because then Chris Chris um, Pratt's character, Quill, he was just like, oh, don't mind him. You know, he's, you know, and then he's like, oh, you got one of those? Yeah. This guy drives me nuts. <laughs> and then especially, too, when you see, you know, um, Quill just go, hey, guys, like, what's your problem? Like, they're trying to be undercover here. And Mantis just joins in. She's like, yeah. And then and then Drex is like, yelling at people <laughs> and like it was just it was just chaotic and you could just see like Gamora like I don't think the money's enough for me <laughs> the, the the truth of the matter is though like they're 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 on a time crunch we have to yes. get the information before they get caught before before Rocket dies that too because he had like 48 hours exactly so we're rushing here and they really did prioritize it Mantis got a scene where I really care about Rocket. And then you have the, the, the original Guardians. They're all like, we're in it to save Rocket. They mean, all had their... You mean the Ravengers? Not the Ravengers. Oh. I'm talking about Gamora. Well, she was there for the money. And because of Nebula. Right, but Because she doesn't remember anyone else. Right, but even Gamora was like, oh, this war pig is trying to take Rocket. I gotta, I gotta protect him. Now, was that Gamora being my Gamora that I know her to be? Or was just she like, ah, oh, they're gonna be mad if I let him get to Rocket, so let me try and stop If him. she was all about the money, she, she would have been, did. she would have just did. been like, not my problem, and sat down. <laughs> but that's not the Gamora we know. Because she was upset that she got hit. Yeah. Well, so that was her main motivation. <laughs> 
something to work in. She, she didn't care for Rocket because she's like, drop the rodent. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> but the uh, the other people. She though, even def- went, when he was on his deathbed, she even went over and she's like, it must be a really loyal pet. <laughs> like, she didn't care. She didn't know what the heck was the big deal with Rocket. Not knowing she loved, she, her old Gamora would love Rocket. She would do anything for him. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like it's tense, but there is enough levity and it was situational. So in the moments you can have a good laugh, but it's not like the movie was a heavy comedy. Mm-hmm. The tone of the movie was stressful. Yeah, <laughs> it was stressful. You didn't know what was going to happen. You were just on the edge of your seat. Like at one point I couldn't sit back. I had to sit forward like, OK, how are we going to figure this out? Where are they going with the solution here? And also, too, what I found interesting was in certain scenes, like as the characters we know them to be, I saw so much growth for each and every one of them. Like Drax seems the same to me, but just more like super loving and protective over Mantis. And then Groot, he's grown up. He's a big college looking dude now. And then um, Nebula is more motherly, surprisingly to me, but like Mm -hmm. strict mom. But like, and this is how you know, because when Rocket, thank God, he, he, you know, he didn't die. And he just happened to say something like, hey guys, let's not get too excited or something. He just said something. And then she didn't know he was alive. She was like, Rocket? And then, and then, um, that's when Quill's like, yeah, he's, he's okay. And she just broke down. I was like, that's the first time I ever seen Nebula emotional ever. It was close though. It was really close. They were down to the wire. Yeah. So she's like, she might've gotten frightened, still didn't know the end result, but she was, you know, no one knew what happened to Rocket. And for her to hear that she was, she just broke down. And I loved it. That was great acting. And I just felt it for Nebula. Like, I literally said out loud in the theater, but not like loud yelling, but just like, oh, like no, I couldn't I did. couldn't hold that back. I was just like, no, Nebula. I can attest really to that. Lo- you really did do she, say that, too. Yeah, she really loved she really loves Rocket. And I mean, and then Nebula saw her reaction and spoke for her because Nebula, sorry, Mantis saw Nebula's reaction and spoke for her saying, Rocket, we're happy you're alive and we love you and we love really love you and and he's like i don't know why you guys do or whatever like he said some rocket thing like he usually does and um yeah that was another big favorite of mine of seeing nebula's side of that like she she has become a part of the guardians for sure for me like before like in the second movie i was like you're not a part of it because like even when when drax is like yeah we're family Except you. <laughs> like that's when I didn't accept her too. I was like, yeah, she's not in our in our guardians yet. But this time, Nebula is my guardian girl. She's she's a part of it. But they've been hanging out though for quite a while in nowhere. And they basically rebuild nowhere from a sheety type of I don't want to say like dump. Basically. To like a, a bustling town. Yeah. Because Nowhere, though, has a kind of like a Wild Wild West town feel. A little bit of that and a little bit of Junkyard vibe. Yeah. For sure. I guess more Junkyard. That's more accurate. Yeah. It's definitely a Junkyard over there. And um, for... How do I explain it? For anything else in the movie that we're missing? I mean, there was a hint that 
they were kind of trying to force, not in the movie, but from what I seen online about Nebula and Quill having a thing, because is when he was like, I never noticed your eyes were so black. And she's like, oh, I, I, I was like, OK, guys, we're not doing this. We're not giving Quill and Nebula a love story because that makes no sense. Haters got to hate. what you're here for it. I'm here for it. You're here for Nebula and Quill to be a thing. What? No, no, no. They're, they're not a thing. Uh, I, because it, it, because I, I'm saying it's one sided. You can't date your dead sister's ex boyfriend. Right, it's one that's s- like totally past girl code. No, I mean it's 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 one sided. She has a thing for him, and he has a thing for Gamora. I did pick that up. I and did Gamora pick that up. I did because, loves her sister. And the actress, when I was looking at an interview, the actress was saying that she believes Nebula has a little crush. So that time when she said it would be funny if there was a, that scene. She explained the scene where he talked about, wow, I never noticed your eyes were so black or whatever, right? She's like, Nebula will never admit it. But she would like go to her by herself going, he noticed my eyes. And I was like, wow, the actress playing Nebula is seeing the character do this. So she even has a little bit of like an inkling of like, yeah, she kind of likes Quill. I guess at the very least his charm. I'm not saying it's a love triangle, but it's definitely a love triangle. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy listening to podcasts and ever wonder, can I make a podcast? But it seems so complicated and good audio production can take time. What if there was a way to create an amazing podcast easily? Well, now there is. Introducing Podcasting Made Easy from Podtastic Audio. My production team will handle your entire audio production, allowing you to be the star of your show. This is Podcasting Made Easy. How easy? Well, so easy, you don't even have to press record. Now that's easy. Your listeners are waiting. Let's deliver. Sign up for a free strategy call today at podcasticaudio.com slash easy. Gamora was like fearless and crazy animal in this one. I loved every scene she was in. She was just, you know, she was just like B-A-D-A-S-S. Hmm. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> He spelled it out, so I haven't a clue. <laughs> <laughs> but Gamora, though, well, even at Did the end. Did you like end, seeing her in the film? The new Gamora? Not not the Gamora we grew up with, but this Gamora who is just from 2014. I was genuinely surprised that she was a Ravager. That took me off guard. I mean, I thought she would just be like a bounty hunter or something. She effectively, well, her being like a part of a thieving Cause team. Because I, fi- I figured she would just want to like get money. If she's like stuck on their universe, she'll be like, okay, what can I do to get money? Well, I'm good at killing people or capturing people. So let me just capture people and get money for it. But she has a bad reputation of being the daughter of Thanos. Yeah, but in that universe, we all know we there's no more Thanos. Right. So, so they can't hate her because the Avengers defeated him. Well, a lot of people are going to have resentment <laughs> to being the daughter of the guy that destroyed half your population. Yeah, but when you notice Nebula and everybody doing such good out there, you're not going to hold that hatred anymore. I would hope so. Because also that same universe knows Gamora now to be recognized as good because of of um because of that what they got like medals of honor when they defeated Roman, remember? 
that stuff wasn't like forgotten. It wasn't wiped out of people's memory. You got a point there. I forgot. So their their records and everything is clean. Yeah, that's true. So she's not like a wanted criminal or known as Thanos' daughter for being an assassin and evil. They all got rid of that in in volume one. Okay, so when you put it that way, no. And they were operating as Guardians of the Galaxy for a long time for a good while between yeah. one and two. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I was only thinking of Gamora's situation, but no, the Gamora that we knew. She cleaned her record. So if this Gamora comes in, she's not going to have a record still unless she creates one and starts like killing people and stuff. Then I mean, she did. But she, 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 she didn't kill anyone. She just shot someone in the leg. Yeah, she's a like a full time thief. Like, yeah, <laughs> she I don't know. And then um, the cameos from certain guest stars, they were perfect. Sylvester Stallone and the other guy who Marie Cyrus. She was back again. Yeah. No. She was the one that gave the. She, yeah. But I don't think she I don't think she came back. I'm pretty sure it was Marie Cyrus that was doing a voice again. OK, I'll have to look. I'll OK. Have to look. But um, yeah, the whole film, guys, was so good and so enjoyable. I there was a lot of scenes I liked, but towards like the like I said, the beginning wasn't my favorite. It felt sad, and then afterwards, when they started like getting to the adventures of things and all that, then the jokes were good. Even Drax being a dad, I like how they did his story too. Like where Nebula's like. You're not only a destroyer, but you're a dad. And I'm like, yeah, we completely forgot he lost his wife and kids. <laughs> so, Because he's so goofy all the time. Yeah, too. but that's how he hides his pain. True. I'm sorry. I don't have much to add to that, though, <laughs> because it's just such a downer, <laughs> which is why being with the Guardians in general is really good for Drax. It is. It's helped him a lot. And the fact that he is uh, incapable of understanding metaphors was more of a species thing than yeah. a Drax thing. <laughs> no, I know. You kind of forget that it's the entire species that are like that, mm-hmm. that are literal in everything, in every way. Right. Now, to end this off, I wanted to just point out another scene that was just really pivotal for me. Like, it just, it was just so good. The very end, where all of them are standing in a circle, Rocket becomes the new leader, Everybody's about to go on their thing. Mantis is doing her own thing too. Nebula's going to be raising the kids and fixing up nowhere with Drax as the father figure in the in the village or so on. So Nebula is essentially the mother figure. Basically. Fair enough. But is when Groot was like, "I love you guys." And I, I know. and I was like, "Wait a minute. Did I just hear him correctly?" And then I realized I know what James Gunn did. He's like, you guys been long. You guys been around long enough to now understand Groot. So he still said, I am Groot. But this time we understood it. Take that in, Dre. Take that in. I'm I'm speechless right now. (laughs) How? But I mean, that's throughout the whole movie. Everyone was understanding Groot. So when some people are like, what did he say? It's like, oh, bad. No, even Gamora. They said, even (sighs) Gamora. My blind has been blown. No, but even Gamora, towards the end of the movie, she started to understand him. Exactly. She she wasn't like, what did you say? She answered him as if she knew what he said. And it's like, James Gunn's like, you, the audience, now understand him too. That was so Uh, genius. Oh, man. I... I, uh, it's not that he learned how to talk English. We understand him. And the and the thing is, though, too, 
when I originally said after we we left the movies and we we're talking, I originally gave the, my rating and I bumped it up one <laughs> just because Groot said I loved you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but so now that, now that Brittany is giving me her thoughts, I'm like, do I need to bump it up again? <laughs> I just thought that was genius of him. I really did. I was like, wow, you now have like he didn't even put subtitles for us to read. It was like we can hear Groot say, I love you guys. That was so sweet. Um, and I was like, I love you too, Groot. <laughs> like, I love all of you guys. You guys are the best guardians ever. Best cast, everything. Wonderful, wonderful. Let's just leave it as that wonderful story that ended. And if they are, which I heard they, ooh, there's another spoiler, guys, is that they will say the legendary Star-Lord will return. I don't know if Chris Pratt is a part of that. If so, if so, my only request is James Gunn is writing it. Very unlikely. James Gunn said himself he wouldn't mind if 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 he, you know, got it, to write to a script. But I don't know. It, that's on him. That's for him to decide. I'm not pressuring him. He did his part. It, it's usually separate. It's either you're doing Marvel or you're doing DC. So now that he is kind of going into DC... I don't think Marvel is going to have him back, so to speak. You can't make it seem as if Marvel's gonna Marvel and him got beef because honestly, like he's produced such good movies for them. And I mean, if I if he, if Marvel was my company and James Gunn produced such wonderful movies for me, I would be like, any day you want to make a movie, come back here. I got the impression though that he kind of does have beef because he did technically get fired yeah but they hired him again yeah and he fin and they allow him to do whatever he wants kevin feige was like i got you okay no (laughs) i'm not i'm not necessarily disagreeing i'm just thinking that james Gunn himself is kind of prioritizing his dc properties over the no i know and I mean, that's his journey. That's what he's interested in now. He even said he's done with the story with Guardians. He's looking forward to someone, if they are to make another Guardians, completely different storyline, completely different tell on it, whichever, fine. And and there's also some actors who are not returning again yeah. as well. I think Zoe Zeldana's done, and the guy who plays Drax is done. Mm-hmm. So the only person who seems to be open to it is Chris Pratt, which I think because of that, he may get like another whole story regarding Star-Lord. I don't or know. Or come what, back. Yeah, or come back in just being Star-Lord to represent Guardians in a way and even maybe Rocket too. But I don't know if that's needed. Like I said, this movie, it brought back the old Marvel feel of like excitement, good film, good story, emotion, fight scenes. We wanted it all. They put it all in there. I will say the one downfall though, I wasn't a big fan of every song choice in this film. Like I love the song choice in volume one. I love the song choices in volume two, but volume three, it was kind of everywhere for me. You got, it was kind of messy for me. I I personally felt like he kind of did it on purpose. So when he brought back one of the OG songs in one with Rocket, I I felt that. Yeah. And how he did it too was the best. He was like, oh, this one's one of my favorites. And then, and then he, he goes, started to play. Dun, 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 dun. And we were seeing that song going into the theater, yeah. man. <laughs> so when I did that, I was like, me and James, man, are thinking alike. 
<laughs> like whenever you hear that song, the first thing you think is Guardians. Yeah, it's not even its own song anymore. <laughs> it's a Guardian song. It's like their anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be. It's insane. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Dre, anything about your favorite moments? I only have one thing to say. I love you guys. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> we are groups. <laughs> I think that's what we are group means. We are grouped. I love you guys. Because then if he says I am Groot, it doesn't sound like he's saying I love you guys. It sounds I think when he says I, he's talking about something. When he says we, I think he's talking about I. Okay. That's just a complete guess, guys. But honestly, we don't have to guess you're, anymore. You're probably right. We don't have to guess anymore. We understand Groot. He said, I love you guys. And that just means I know how to speak Groot. I think all those years of me watching the movie, I finally know how to speak Groot. I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> I <right>. agree. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please click that like button and follow button for more. Follow us for more episodes to come. And you guys are amazing. Have a great one. Bye.